This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. We're in our chapel here in Stanwood, Washington. It's a live audience. And my wife is going to be sharing today. Uh, we do want to welcome all of you that are watching on television, listening on radio, shortwave radio, or social media. Welcome. Her title is going to be While Men Slept. Again, Adalia Hansen. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so privileged to be able to share this message today with you. While men slept. So if we read the book of Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30. Now Jesus was speaking about a parable, and it goes like this. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? From whence then has its tares come from? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while we gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them up. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now Jesus is explaining about a parable, comparing it to the kingdom of God. But my emphasis will be while men slept. While men slept, you know, there's physical sleep and there's spiritual sleep. Everybody sleeps, but not everybody sleeps spiritually. There are people who are actually spiritually awake and spiritually alert. Even when they're physically asleep, they're able to sense things in the realms of the spirit. Now, when Jesus was explaining to them concerning this parable, he told the disciple, It has been given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, but not to them. It means anybody that is a follower of Christ has been given the privilege to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. It is for every believer, but they have to be spiritually awake and spiritually discerning. And all this comes also with the emphasis on the importance of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and a close walk with God in prayer and reading the word and also fasting. If you read the parable, you see that the enemy came in and sowed the tares and then left. It means that the enemy can come in into a family, into the churches, into the nations. He can do damage and people will not be aware of what he has done because people are sleeping. If you look at it this way in this time that we're living in, the church is asleep. There are things that you see the manifestation of them now that were not there initially. You see now the church has been so perverse and there's so much corruption within the church. You could see the manifestation of Satan's work within the church, which was not there many, many years ago. Now in the church you find they call what is evil good. You hear of psychics coming into the church calling them prophets. You hear of people who are for killing of children. You hear of people who would allow people who do things unnaturally to be able to preach and teach the people. You hear of drag queens coming to teach the children. What does that mean? The church slept and the enemy came in and they sowed tares within the fields of the wheat. Now, prayerlessness usually causes people to be spiritually asleep. There's something I want to say, and it's like an emphasis. When God shows you something, 
when God warns you something in the realms of, it could be in a dream. It could be he has set a watchman over a family, over a church, or over a nation. And if the watchman sees something and then warns you about it and you do not act on it, you procrastinate. Or you say, well, God will do it. Well, God will make sure that everything will be fine. But no, Jesus said, watch and pray. You have to watch and pray. After you watch, you pray. But the minute you do not do what he has said to do, if God gives a prophecy over your life and he says, well, in five years, you will be doing this and that. In five years, I'll raise this person up in this and that. But when you sleep on it and you do not act on it, the enemy will also sow tears. Listen, when the Lord gives a prophecy, the enemy is near to hear what the Lord is saying about you. And the minute he hears about it, he's already set you as a target. He's going to war against you. So what you'll do, the enemy will always sow tears where God has sown his good seed. Amen. Now, if you have heard about the prophecies over your life, you need to war for it. There's a reason why Paul told Timothy, he said, war a good warfare for the prophecies that has been spoken over your life. If God says you will live until 100, you're supposed to work on it because the enemy will sow sickness and disease in your life. But you have to war because God spoke it. The Bible says the words of Jesus are spirit and life. And also Satan, when he speaks, his words can be spirit and life as well. You understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing. The Satan usually tries to replicate the kingdom of God. So when you, when you have a, it's like when you have a child and, a, and God comes and say, well, this child, I'll raise this child to be a prophet over the nations. You just don't say, well, we're just going to watch the child and see him grow up and to become a prophet. No, the enemy will make him a target. He'll start sowing seed in his life. He'll start watching things that are not supposed to be watched. He'll start being exposed to his peers. There's some things that the enemy will bring into the child's life to cause him not to become what God wants him to be. If you read the parable, it says, once they realized that the tears were there and they asked the sower, should we go take out what the enemy has sowed? He said, no, lest you damage the good seed that he had sowed initially. Now, there's some things that you might find your child has been brought up in the things of God, but the enemy will come in and sow his own things. But when they have grown up, they have grown together. They have grown together the same size, the same seed you sowed as a parent and the same seed Satan sowed into that person's life. But there are times when you attempt to try to root out what the enemy has done to that child, you cause more damage than it was. There's a reason why the sower said, wait until the time of the harvest. He said, do not pull it out. You know, the weeds will start to choke the life of God out of that child as they grow up. And there are times when even now you've seen the manifestation of all this evil seed that you have seen in the child. And you try to talk to the child and said, don't you remember the things we taught you about in church? You're supposed to be like this and that. And the person will rebel even more. The person will go deeper and under and even to a point that they'll become worse than they were before. But Jesus said, wait until the harvest. There's a harvest of souls right now. There's seasons of harvest whereby this same person who's being rebellious at this hour, when the time comes and Jesus wants to draw that person near to him, what he will do, he released reapers. Here he says, the sower released reapers to be able to harvest and take out all the tares that the enemy has sowed in that field and burn them. And then he'll gather the good wheat to himself. It means there's some seasons and a manifestation where people will be called unto God. You see somebody who comes and preach, an evangelist who come and preach in a community and people who come drawing to him and they want to give their lives to God. It means somebody prayed. 
It means there's a time and a season for that person to release all the wickedness in their hearts. Everybody here, there was a time maybe you're not living for God, but the season came, the harvest came, that your soul was supposed to be harvested into the kingdom of God. When you laid down your life before him and Jesus released his fire and consumed all the wickedness from within until you came to a point and said, Lord, I will live for you and live for you alone. It is the time of the harvest. Even the prayers you're doing for your children, what you have to do, there's some things you can't root them out right now. They're so deeply rooted that you cannot root them out. But if you read the book of Matthew, it says, now the ax has been laid upon the trees. Every tree that does not bear good fruit shall be cast down. It all comes to a point of a harvest. When the time comes that God has said this, because the scripture says God knows who belongs to him. There are people who are not in the kingdom now, but they're actually his. He knows the time and season where he'll harvest their soul to himself. He will lay his axe upon the root of everything that he did not sow. If you go back to the Matthew chapter 5, it talks about Jesus said every plant that the father did not plant will be rooted out from its roots. From its roots, the onset of where it started. Not just the branches or the stem. No, it's from the roots. He will root out from where it started. But it all, it all comes to patience and endurance. Because a good weed will be able to withstand all the competition of the weeds. It'll be able to withstand and be strong and be able to stand and grow. As it grows, the weed grows. But there are times when the tear will not choke the life completely out of the plant. It will withstand it. If you're a farmer, you know that. I'm sure Karen understands that. There's sometimes you see weeds and they're all glowing together. But you wait for a certain season and then you pull the weeds out first before you pull the plant out first. But this is just a message of encouragement to the parents upon this place and also the church itself. When the time comes when Jesus will come and overthrow the evil government and place his own, it will be a time of harvest whereby he'll come and become the king of the earth and he'll rule and reign. But he'll take out all the weeds, all the tears that the enemy had sowed over the thousands and thousands of years. His work will be ended in one day until the harvest. Jesus says, until the harvest, that's when he released his reapers to be able to collect all that. But today I wanna to talk about all the sleeping part because the church has been asleep, in the family we've been asleep, in nations people have been asleep, and the enemy has done more damage than we could ever think of. We are trying to patch up the symptoms, but we are forgetting the root cause of the problem. Paul said to Timothy, People will be lovers of themselves, proud, they'll be abusive, they'll be ungrateful, they'll be disobedient towards their parents. But all this thing you see, he had already foreseen it before it came to pass. He said people will, not people are, people will. He already saw it. But what happened is the churches fell asleep and all these things just came into the church. You know, in the churches of America were places where people in other countries would watch and just wonder, like, how come? This is just a, such a great nation with men of God arising from this nation and suddenly now it's like flop. You don't hear of anything great anymore. It's such a pity. You hear of people saying, well, I don't want to go there because, well, it's no longer what I thought it would be. When I was a child, I remember I lived with a family. My family were raised in Britain. And I remember them. Sometimes they would go back to London and stuff like that. But I always said, well, I'll probably end up in America because, you know, of the good things I heard about it. You know, the good things I heard about it. But suddenly, now it's no longer talked about all over the place. You hear people say, well, I'd rather find somewhere else to go. Because we're looking at America and we're wondering what happened to this great nation. The country fell asleep, spiritual asleep, and they let things slip by. And now we are seeing the manifestation of wickedness within the country. 
Now you need to understand that God sets watchmen over families, over churches, and over nations. Not everybody can be able to see, but we are all called to watch and pray. There are times when we'll be praying and somebody else will see and come and warn you about it. Just like Pastor was telling you, the prophecies, the warnings we received from his doctors and stuff like that. When I received that, I started praying immediately because I remember the Lord saying to me that, Adalia, you've been asleep for too long, you need to wake up. Because if you don't wake up, the enemy will overtake you. I had prayed for a long season and then I came to a halt. I got hit so hard by the enemy, I could not get up from what he hit me by. And I was like, I was just slothful. I wasn't the same as I was. Until the Lord released his warning and said, you need to wake up. Wake up before he comes and overtakes your whole home and destroys your family and the ministry. You better wake up. So I started praying even before we saw the manifestation of the attack upon pastor's life. You need to understand when you are spiritually awake and praying, it will reduce the impact of what the enemy will do. Yes, he probably would come to pass, but the impact will be reduced. It wouldn't be so massive to a point that the person is destroyed. So... Once you're given the warning, you're not supposed to sleep and procrastinate and say, well, I will do it later. Or I'll just wait until, well, God will do it. God will fix it. No, it doesn't work like that. When the Lord speaks, the enemy is listening and he'll come and try to cause destruction. We're still seeing the circumstances where people, are victims whereby the wheat and the tares are growing side by side. You're talking about transgenerational issues. If you start to think back of the things that are happening in your life or the life of your children, you, you, you start to you see a pattern and you see thousands, like many years ago, you see your grandmother was like that. Your great grandmother was like that. And everything is just happening all the way down. It happened to your life. You bore a child and it's happening also to your child as well. Did you fall asleep? Because once you see this kind of manifestation happening in your life, you're supposed to wake up and cut it down before you see the manifestation upon your child's life. You need to deal with it before it actually grows and starts to manifest to the next generation. If you don't deal with it now, you will see it in your children. And if your children do, do not deal with it, then, then you'll see it happening to their children's children. These are, these are tears that the enemy sowed in the bloodline for many generations. And it just keeps growing and it keeps growing stronger and stronger. And until a person within the family rises up and says, this is the end of it. It shall end with me. You shall not see this happening within our home or within our children again. How many of you have seen so much perversion in your family, and your bloodline, and you see everything, people just going out of wedlock, people entering the spirit of whoredom attacking the home, in that you hear of suddenly your child is a lesbian, or your son is a homosexual, or somebody is sleeping around, and you wonder, what is happening? I'm a Christian. I did this. No. Jesus said in the book of Ephesians, no, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 14, awake, awake, thou that sleepest. I rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. When you, when you hear of Christ giving you light, light usually brings, exposes the darkness. It exposes what's hidden that needs to be dealt with. So you need to cut the root, cut the root, cut the plant from the root and not just the, the symptoms and the manifestation. Sometimes talking to someone does not solve the situation. You need to go back and start praying and watching until you root it out completely. Many years ago, I remember I went into prayer or fasting for over 40 days and I prayed day and night and suddenly I saw a vision. In that vision, I saw the most tallest tree that went up high to the sky and suddenly I saw a hand, just a hand, and it held the tree from, from the trump and lifted it from the roots and I could see the roots 
how it had spread all around. It was rooted out. And suddenly I heard the voice that says, Father, I have done it. What happened is there's some generational issues that were in my bloodline that had been there for many generations. And through prayer and fasting and reading the word and also appealing to Christ to root it out. And then what happens in the realms of the spirit, a generational problem was solved. That's how things happen. But you have to be aware. I know that people say, well, I don't see vision. I don't see dreams. But there's some dreams that you saw or you saw in your, you saw or you discerned, but you forgot about it. Jesus usually always show his people things to come. You have to be aware. You have to say, Lord, I don't know. Maybe I'm spiritually blind, but I open my eyes so I can see. There's sometimes the Lord will show you an accident that's about to happen to for you from your family member. Somebody's about to die before their time. And when he does that, you're supposed to stand in his word and war against it. It is not a prophecy. It's a warning. There's a difference. When God gives you a warning, you can be able to, to avert the enemy's destruction upon a place and upon a nation. You heard about so many prophets of this country where they spoke about the destructions that you're seeing happening now. They spoke about it. They went all over the place and they spread the word. It is coming. It is coming. Something is about to happen. Do this, do that. But the church fell asleep. God will do it for us. No. We are supposed to... God has released his word. You're supposed to act on his word. There's an emphasis. If you see the life of Jesus, yes, he was God working on, walking on earth, but he always prayed. What does that mean? You can't just sit and let God solve things for you. You have to pray for him to be able to intervene in your life and in the life of your children, in the life of your spouses. If you know very well that there's a yardstick that the Lord has set over someone's life and the enemy wants to cut them off before their time, you're supposed to wake up and contend against the enemy. You said, no, this is not what God told me. This is not so. This is not so. So according to the word of God, I root you out from the roots. You contend, you contend. Sometimes it takes longer than you would like. Sometimes it takes longer. How many of, how many have heard of stories about somebody being saved because of a grandmother's prayer? A grandmother prayed or a parent prayed. There was a lady who I remember she was so much in drug addiction. She gave, she gave her testimony into our church before. Uh, sometimes I watched it. She was in drug addiction. She was raised in the church, but she became a drug addict. She just, you know, she did everything filthy you can think of. But suddenly one, one of the times when she was doing drugs, she overdosed and then her heart stopped. And then when her heart stops, what she found us, she said she found herself in the most hottest place she could ever imagine. She said, it was so hot. I needed water. I needed something to drink. It was scary. It was dark. And she said the only thing she could hear, she could hear her mother pray. Lord Jesus, that you may deliver my child. She could hear the voice of her mother and she wondered. And suddenly when she recognized her mother's voice, she said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And what happened? A hand delivered her from the fire and then she was taken out. And she said, if it wasn't, it wasn't for my father, my mother's prayer, I would be dead and I'll be burning in hell by now. And anytime she says she always cries because she said, my mother prayed me out of my circumstances. So when you see all these things happening into your life or the life of your children and you just sit there and go like well we want to be buddies we want to be friends no 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 you're not supposed to you'll be held accountable when you stand before Jesus he would wonder well didn't I show you did I show you that this was about to happen didn't I tell you to act on it but all you did was sleep 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 and I'm not talking about physical sleep I'm talking about spiritual sleep what what you do not overcome now your your children will have to fight against it your children will have to fight against it and in every generation, like I said, God will always raise someone, but that person has to be awake. 
He doesn't have, it doesn't fall on everybody. There are people who would never be able to wake up. They're too lazy to wake up, too lazy to fight for their loved ones, too lazy. It's all about themselves. But if you love someone for sure, like you say you love them, you would fight for them. You would contend for them. In the church, there's some things we can't root them out. It's too deep. Some of it is too deep. I remember pastor saying about how President Trump wanted to drain the swamp. Then he found out it's an ocean. It was too deep. It was too deep. But you need to realize when the time of the harvest comes, we have to just keep going and keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. When in, in 2019, I remember we were in South Carolina and then I couldn't sleep that night. I was tossing and turning. My stomach was this big. I was trying to sleep. I was pregnant though. And then suddenly I felt the presence of Jesus come into the room. And I said, Lord, what is it? He said, Adalia, I'm about to overturn Rovas' weight. And he said, I will break the cedars of Lebanon. It's called a cedar of Lebanon. Why? Because that cedar is a very strong tree, isn't it? And it grows so high. There's some things that are so high and so strong, it's so hard to root out. And some things it takes Christ to be able to decrease something for it to be rooted out. And I remember waking up after some time and I, I said, well, I asked John, what does Roe versus Wade mean? Because I didn't know. I'm a foreigner in this country. I didn't know what it's all about. And, and pastor said, well, it is... Um, it is a law in the land that has been there about abortion. And I said, oh, no. In my head, I was like, unbelief just came into my mind. I was like, how long has it been there? I Googled 50, oh, those over 50 years. And I thought to myself, that's too long. How is that going to happen? And I said in front of a church, but trust me, for a while, I was, you know, bombarded by so much unbelief. I thought to myself, it can't be. Yes, the Lord said it, but I thought it was too strong of a law for it to be overturned in this country. But in this year... And this year when I heard about it, I fell and I cried. I said, Jesus, you did it. You said it. You did it. Yes, there are some states who would still, you know, just, you know, go on with it. But the fact remains that he gave the choice to choose. Does the state want to keep it or just release it? And that's an example. A tree as high as the seed of Lebanon. But Jesus said, I will break it. I would break it. And that's how a law of 50 years was able to overturn. It didn't. The people didn't do it. The people didn't do it. People have prayed over the years, but some, the Supreme Court were able to stand for it. But it took contention. It didn't have to be the person who was there, the president or whomsoever. No, people prayed. That's why you see the manifestation of things being rooted out. When somebody gets saved, it doesn't have to be the evangelist that came that don't even know the person. Somebody prayed for that person, for the harvest to come to pass. Somebody prayed. And it's so, it's so that you might, you might be trying to wonder, well, am I, what am I even doing trying to pray for this person to get out of it? But until the harvest time comes, the person, who, his soul will be harvested and be drawn to the kingdom of God. And there's some things, sometimes people say, well, I would never be a Christian. I would, yeah, when the time comes and God releases his power, the person will forget everything he ever said, that I will never do it. That person will fall under the power of God and will be in awe and wonder and say, Christ, I will give you my life. How many people have seen that? Even people who have been priests, satanic priests. Sudden, there's one called Ramirez. He was a satanic priest. He said Satan is his father. He proudly said that. And how he would attack Christians in his community. When Christians are busy sleeping, he said, you know, the funny thing is, this is a real, now he's a, he's a real minister. You can look him up. He said in a community, there was a lot of people where people just slept and he could not do he could do anything he wants in their home because he'll be able to transport himself in the realms of the spirit. But he said there was only one home he couldn't enter because that home was, was, 
was filled with prayerful people and they said there was one woman who prayed that house down until there was fire around the house. I'm talking about spiritual fire around the house he could not enter. But he said the people were asleep. That's why he could do whatever he would want because he said the Christians in that community were asleep. But there's only one woman in the whole estate that prayed until fire would just turn the whole house into a fiery furnace that he could not enter. And Jesus said in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 514, Awake, awake, thou that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then you walk so Still, see then you walk not as fools, but as wise. Redeem the time, because the times are evil. And always remember the emphasis upon the word of God, that every plant that the Father did not plant, he will root it out from its root, but we have to watch and pray. There are some people who are called as watchmen over people, over cities, over family, over ministry. You have to wake up. You have to wake up. And there are prophecies over your life that are still hanging around. You haven't seen the manifestation. You need to wake up. Wake up. And start praying and contending. Praying and contending. We're in warfare. The scripture says, redeem the time for the days are evil. And always, the scripture says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. To be strong in the Lord is to actually believe that. Whatsoever has happened, whether it's transgenerational, it can be rooted out. It can be utterly destroyed till there's nothing left of it. Be strong in the Lord. In the Lord, knowing that he will do it. And in the power of his might. The power of God can do anything. It can overturn anything and everything. So I just want to say a quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I pray, Father, that your people will act on it. I pray, Lord God, by your fire and by your spirit, you will awake those that are asleep. Encourage them, strengthen them, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And anybody that's listening today, I want to pray for you. If, you. if your family has been lost in the worldliness and you feel like you've lost your child, or if sickness and diseases is attacking your people, your home and people that loves you, awake, awake, thou that sleeps. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because in the day of his power, it says the people shall be willing. Be willing to wake up and rise and fight for your life fight for your destiny fight for your children in jesus name thank you very much for today it's been a blessing and i pray that the holy spirit will come upon you and give you great strength and great power it is written ye shall receive power after the holy spirit has come upon you i pray that the holy spirit will come upon you all in jesus name and give you strength to overturn everything that the enemy has done over your life this is Adalia Hansen. You've listened to the Warning Television Program. This is Jonathan Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed this message by my wife, Adalia Hansen. As you can see, the situation is critical in the United States to have another great awakening. If we don't have another great awakening, this nation is done. The Republic will fall. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. The whole focus of that is to have another great awakening. Return right back to Pentecost, to Terry, 
for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to fill national football stadiums, NBA stadiums. You can join Eagle Saving Nation. Subscribe. Be either a golden eagle, a bald eagle, or a white eagle. Only the church can save this nation. Help us now. Thank you.